free at last. He has definitely been released from prison. We're going to talk about him. Who do you think I'm talking about? Well, he's a comedian. Bill Cosby. That is the focus of this edition of Expressions. Welcome to this edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares-Rez. So, let's talk about Bill Cosby for a second. So, it is Wednesday, June 30th, um, 2021. Bill Cosby has been released from prison. Um, I'm not really sure how much time he did, but um, this uh, topic is getting a lot of uh, buzz. And uh, it was breaking news today, and it is something that I wanted to share my uh, personal view on. And uh, as I'm going through uh, my social media pages, I'm looking at all the comments and, you know, there's basically like half and half people are split and divided by this. And some people are upset and, and people are making a fuss and all that other stuff. And, and then other people are happy, such as myself and are overjoyed. Um, but let me just give you my two cents on this, uh, particular topic here. Now, I did a podcast on Bill Cosby before and, um, you know, I'm doing one now. So um, basically, uh, let's talk about the people who are mad and people who are upset, right? People are pissed off that he's been released or people have are saying that he's a, a serial rapist and he drug women, he raped women and basically made it seem like that that's the only thing in Hollywood that he ever did was just rape a bunch of women. And, and that was pretty much, uh, the extent of everything. Um, but that is what the media is, is indoctrinating people to believe. Okay. They basically, um, you know, if you honestly step, step back and think about this for a second, when you are raped and, or sexually assaulted, okay. And there is a time frame and a window that you are supposed to report something. You are supposed to report these kinds of things as they happen, you know. Um, but when you wait till it's too late to do it in, to do anything about in the in the justice system, then you just kind of lost right there. You know, it's not nothing is going to happen. Um, but. What the media is wanting to let you know is that everybody wants you to believe that this man is guilty. Everybody wants you to believe that this man did it and and uh, that apparently that he got away with it now because he has been released. Okay. Now, there are some people that are going around here saying that, oh, well, 60 women, he raped 60 women. And that is categorically not true. Uh, and 60 women are not coming forward and saying that they have been raped. 60 women are not coming forward and saying that they have been sexually assaulted. Okay. Uh, someone sitting here saying that Bill Cosby bumped against my breast in 1976 versus another person saying that 
um, well, he put something in my drink and I ran away is not the same thing. Okay. Um, and there's, um, there are some people, one particular person in particular by the name of Chloe Goins, who said that Bill Cosby drugged her, but she never said that he raped her. Okay. She falsely accused Bill Cosby of drugging her when Bill Cosby was 2,500 miles away in another state. And the media, TMZ is the only news news outlet that aired that. No other uh, media news network would touch that. Okay. But they did expose it and they did say that she is one of the person, uh, one of the people rather that clearly lied along with some other people as well. You know, uh, but people are not really going into these allegations. They're not stepping back and looking, looking at what's actually being said because it's too much hard work. But instead, they're just listening to uh, to media hype and media sensationalism. You have to do your homework. And when um, when there are these high profile celebrity rape cases, there's a, each one of them could be worth millions of dollars. You know, um, you have people who keep saying that, oh, but he admitted it. He admitted it. And what else do you need? And and Bill Cosby never admitted to drugging and raping these women. He denies it vehemently. Um, he never verb tense. I am guilty of drugging and I or I'm guilty of drugging and raping these women. We're talking about quaaludes, a substance that can not even be obtained anymore. It is literally off the market. Okay. That is what we are talking about. They stopped making quaaludes in 1980. And his allegations go back to 1965 to 2008. Okay. Um, so I just don't understand. Okay. 1965. Let's, let's, let's go like this. You think about this for a second. A black man drugging and raping a white woman in the 1960s? What would she have to fear? What would, pre would preclude her from coming forward to reporting something that has happened to her, especially by a black man back in those days? Bill Cosby would have been put under the jail had something like that happened. And there is no way that he would have been able to continue to do this over and over and over and over and over. There's just no way. So anybody would be crazy to believe that Bill Cosby, a black man in the 1960s or even the 70s for that matter, would have been believed over white teenagers. Now, let's talk about quaaludes, for example. Okay, let's fast forward to, uh, to Andrea Constance's allegation in 2004, right? Okay, she claims that uh, Bill Cosby uh, sexually assaulted her. Uh, we're talking about the state of Pennsylvania because remember, he, wasn't, he was never convicted on rape. That is the thing. He was convicted on sexual assault, okay? She says that Mr. Cosby gave her some pills. She went to the home of a married man at night and a lesbian and Bill Cosby had, had been hitting on her and he wasn't shy about it. He's groped her breasts. He's touched her inner thigh. And 
if Andrea felt like this was something that was in violation to her, she would have called the police immediately. But this woman was all about getting money. This is a this is about money. She has a past. And she was she was in court, you know, she, you know, she the the deposition revealed that there was um a sexual encounter that took place. According to the deposition, it was digital penetration. And in that deposition, Bill Cosby said, after it was over, I walked I walk her out. She does not look angry. She doesn't ever she doesn't say, don't ever do that to me again. Okay? Now Andrea Constand contacted Bill Cosby like more than 70 times after this alleged assault or rape or whatever uh, the media is calling it and came back over to the house, uh, to his house, you know, uh, dressed provocatively and with flowers on Valentine's Day and all that other stuff. But they're not talking about any of that kind of stuff. Does that sound like a rape victim? And the deposition revealed that that he gave her some pills. She said that she was not feeling well, gave her uh, three blue pills, which the deposition revealed that those three blue pills were Sustanax and that the complainant took it willingly after complaining of inability, being unable to sleep and complaining of pain to the head. So the actions that, They've described from this deposition, I know that you know, are not criminal. Consensual sexual contact is not illegal. And the media is saying that those three blue pills, or those, excuse me, the pills, in quotation marks, are, were quaaludes. Quaaludes stopped being made in 1980. They are literally off the market. So do you see and understand how they're trying to conflate two separate issues and basically rearrange the facts and everything to try to make him look like he's guilty of something. And so I guess what I'm trying to say, it's like the things that are not being reported to the media is the background of the women. That is the issue. Okay. When someone is accusing someone of rape or sexual assault, yes, it's something that that should be taken seriously, but we got to, we got to investigate these women as well. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And so uh, another thing I wanted to say was that it just seems like to me there is no um, there is a complete disregard for the justice system protocol. And it's like long before there was a, a conviction of Mr. Cosby, it seemed like people were so quick to surmise and so quick to rush to judgment. But nobody really actually stepped back and did their homework. Nobody investigated the women, nobody, you know, realized that, you know, this is not this issue with Mr. Cosby is not about 
the women. This is about the obliteration of a legacy. Okay. Nobody sees what is painfully obvious when we talk, when we, um, when we go into these allegations and everything, this is, this is all about the obliteration of the legacy. Okay. Bill Cosby was going to buy NBC and resuscitate the Cosby show. Okay. The Cosby show was the first positive, uh, black image of, uh, first positive <laughs> TV show showing, uh, black people in a very positive light. Okay. Because this was a show that this was groundbreaking. We had never seen this on network television before, you know, um, and Bill Cosby has done a lot of things for black people. He's, you know, this stuff with colleges and everything and, and, and made sure that, Hey, that you're going to have a chance to, to go to college because not a lot of black people do. Um, then you had back in the day, some people are going to argue and say that, uh, well, oh, he was so powerful back then and yada, 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 yada. Again, the allegations, you know, go back to 1965. How much power did, did, uh, did Bill Cosby actually have? He didn't have a lot of power back in the day. You know, he had, he hadn't even made Fat Albert yet. He was just another regular Hollywood actor. And the roles that they had for black people were always roles that were denigrating and that reinforced African-American stereotypes, such as playing slaves and maids, drug dealers, crackheads, prostitutes, loud and angry black women. And so he decided that he, he was not going to accept roles like that. He needed to, to show something positive about black people, because when you play roles like that, that is what people think of how black people are. He changed the whole, he, he changed that whole narrative. He changed, changed that, you know, why, why was that? Why was it that way? So there's your racism in Hollywood, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, and so what I think what they're trying to do is that, you know, he was castigated in the media you know, just, you know, hung out the dry. And, and I think that people want to go back to the time of 19, the 1950s where white women pointed the finger at black men and said, you know, he did it, he did it, she did it, she did it, when that wasn't the case. You know, they want to point the finger and just have a black person executed and lynched and hung. That's what they're trying to do. You know, this is not 1955 i.e. Emmett Till, because that's what happened to Emmett Till. Carolyn Bryant, you know, pointed the finger at Emmett Till and said that he whistled at her or made a sexual harassing, harassing statement towards her. And, and this man lost his life. So if that happened back in the 50s and people are supposed to believe that Bill Cosby raped women all this time and nothing happened to him and he's still alive. No, that's not going to happen. Let's go into a few of these allegations. Let's take Carla Ferrigno, for example, a white woman who said that Bill Cosby kissed her. Really strong, really powerful, according to her. And she tried to over-exaggerate it, made it like it was some, like it was just some escape or something like she did. She, she goes, 
She said that, that Bill Cosby grabbed her really powerful, really forceful, kissed her, and, and then she ran away to her date. And that was it. There was nothing else. There was nothing else left in that. She didn't claim that she was drugged. She didn't claim that she was raped. She didn't claim that she was sexually assaulted. Then you have, let's say, for example, Beverly Johnson, for example, okay? Beverly Johnson was the world's first black supermodel, okay? She went on The View. She said that she had an audition uh, to be on The Cosby Show to play a pregnant, drunk woman, something or another. And she said that Bill Cosby insisted that she have a cup of cappuccino. She said, oh, I refused and... And uh, it keeps me up at night. And she said he just kept insisting that she have it. She said that she took a sip of the cappuccino. And that she said the room began to spin right away. And then she said that she took another sip. And that that it came on like a moving train referring to the drug. Okay. She said that she... Uh, tilted her head to one side and uh, looked him dead in his eye and called him an MF, expletive. Okay. Then she said that he, he, she, he realized that it wasn't going to go anywhere between the two of them. So he dragged her down the brownstone stairs in New York City, uh, stuffed her in the cab and sent her on her way home. And that was it. Okay. Let's analyze that for a second. You took a sip of a cappuccino who you said that you and you said Bill Cosby insisted that you drink it. And, and she also said that she she drank it because she didn't want to argue with him. OK. And you said that you took a sip of something that was so powerful that it, it almost made you unconscious. And first of all, no date rape drug works that damn fast. If you honestly step back to think about what is going on, okay? And then you took another sip of it. You took another sip. If you took the first sip and you said it came on, uh, you said it was that you noticed that something was wrong, why would you take another sip of it? It, it, It's just crazy to me. Why would you do that, okay? He grabs you down, grabs you, throws, uh, not throws you down, but, you know, drags you down the brownstone stairs, stuffs you in a cab, okay? you're all out of it. Your eyes are rolling back in your head, according to your, your testimony. And this drug is, is really messing with you, but you managed to give the cab driver your address. You didn't go to the hospital to see what, were you not worried about what you may or may may not have ingested? Did, did, I mean, people think about these kinds of things. When you're, if you claim that you have been drugged, you do not go straight to your house. You go to the hospital to get some lab work to, to get a toxicology report. That is what you do. You don't go home. That, that doesn't make any sense. So she's not claiming that Bill Cosby raped her. But remember, everybody's saying, oh, it's like 60 women, Right. This woman did not claim that she was raped. She's not claiming that she was sexually assaulted. Next, you have Janice Dickinson. And why does this one not surprise me? 
Janice Dickinson claims that she went to a dinner party uh, with a guy named Stu Gardner and Bill Cosby was present. She claims that she was having menstrual cramps, right? She said that Mr. Cosby said, oh, I've got something for that. And he offered her a pill. Now, mind you, she just got out of rehab, so she's still very fragile. She has had drug and alcohol issues in the past from being molested. I got it. Okay. She says that Mr. Cosby offered her a pill. She said she did not know what it was and swallowed it. You took a pill that you don't know what it is and you just swallow it. I don't care if Bill Cosby gave it to you or Arnold Schwarzenegger gave it to you. You don't take a pill that you don't know what something is. And you just you just take it like that. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. OK, she said that um, she remembers being at his home or something or another. She said she remember uh, blacking out and uh, she had a Polaroid camera. Uh, she was taking pictures of of Mr. Cosby and a Polaroid camera, which has a very obvious flash. And he just let you take these pictures of you uh, uh, of him. And then she said she woke up in a bed. She said her she was in her pajamas, according to her testimony. She was in her pajamas. The bottoms were off and uh, and her top was open. And she said, I was thinking, like, what the heck? She said there were semen all over her. Okay. Then she said, fight or flight. She said, I just packed up and got the hell up out of there. Okay. He gave you a pill. You took a pill. You didn't know what it was. You said that you were blacking out and you were taking a picture of Mr. Cosby, a Polaroid picture uh, with a Polaroid camera, which I don't see how that proves anything. Okay, you you had semen all over you, according to his DNA, and you were on your cycle. Does that make any sense? And you just packed up and got the hell out of there and you didn't go to the hospital. The evidence is right there, right? It's all over your body. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you file a police report? It's very obvious that he raped or sexually assaulted you. So what's up with that? We'll be right back. She said that there was a lot of pain downstairs. I just don't understand. It's like you got all this stuff going on. You're, so he raped you on your cycle, according on your menstrual cycle, according to you, right? Because that's that's what you said. You said that you had menstrual cramps, okay? And he knew of that, and he said, "Here's a pill for that." And you didn't know what the pill was. You didn't describe what the pill was. So how how is anybody supposed to know? And you didn't go to the hospital, even though you said you had pain and semen all over you and, pro- and probably blood as well. OK, you can believe that. I choose not to. Now, let's take another uh, another look at another woman, Shaylon Lasha, an African-American woman who claims that she uh, said that she was sick and uh, Bill Cosby gave her 
some pills or some cold medicine or something or another. And uh, he humped her leg. Okay. I'm still trying to understand that one as well. Again, I'm just... And I I know a lot of people are going to sit here and say that I'm victim shaming, I'm victim blaming, but you have to go into these allegations. If a woman feels that she has been violated, you go to the police as it happens. You go. You have a duty to report things as they happen. If this is what you feel and you do not wait until the statute of limitations is over till it's too late to prosecute. And then you go, oh, but he did it. He did it. I just want you to believe it. And then there's some people that are going to say, oh, well, he was too powerful and no one's going to believe me and this and that. Well, the hospital would have believed it. You know, if they're doing a test on you, right? Sexual assault forensic evidence is what that is called. You get those rape kits, you get those rape exams. There's your evidence right there. That's the evidence that you need. You you say that you get drugged, you get a toxicology report. Okay? And a lot of these women say they never told another living soul. So it's like if you if this went to court, it would be thrown out. And And I think that they know that. And that is why they're going to social media to complete a process that otherwise wouldn't would be thrown out in a court of law. That is what they're doing. So now we have Facebook court and the kangaroo kangaroo court of public opinion and social media lynch mobbing. And these women are getting on here crying and and all this other stuff. And it's just like, just stop. There are real rape victims out there who have real stories. These women are acting like more like opportunists for a financial incentive. They're signing T-shirts and going on tours and all this other craziness. That's not what rape victims do. Now, I understand as a rape victim myself, I didn't wait until it was too late to prosecute. I came forward immediately. And that is what people should do. I understand that women do wait. I understand that. I respect that 100%. But I'm sorry. I cannot believe these women in this specific story. I don't, I just don't believe that. There was no reason, you know, there, there was, there was absolutely nothing that was preventing these women from coming forward, telling their stories. There's no way, nothing that says that Mr. Cosby uh, bound them or gagged them or, or, or physically assaulted them or to do anything or, or, or anything of that nature to, to prevent them from coming forward. So what, I just don't get it. What stopped them from coming forward? And then you got people that say, you know, oh, well, 60 women can't be lying. They most certainly can be lying. Yes. Women do lie about touchy subjects. Including rape and sexual sexual assault. Some women lie to, uh, to, uh, let's say, for example, a a woman may lie and may have a consensual um, uh, affair with a man. 
Okay. She has an ongoing relationship. Her husband or boyfriend finds out about it. And then she's to, 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 uh, get out of him persecuting her. She would lie and say that he raped her. Okay. You have women who, uh, the Duke lacrosse, you know, players, the woman who lied on them. So women do lie about things like that. And I said this in another, another podcast. I'm going to say this again. Numbers do not imply the truth. A hundred people can get together and say that something happened to them, but the burden of proof is on the accuser. Okay. And I can assert to you today that these women who are stepping forward, claiming these things, they have no tangible evidence. They have no tangible evidence. You can't sit here and just say, okay, well, um, Bill Cosby and I, I dated and after multiple interactions, he decided to drug and rape me. That doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm not disputing at all the fact that Mr. Cosby probably cheated on his wife, Camille. I'm sure he had a bunch of, you know, different relationships on the side. I'm not disputing that. I'm sure he had a lot of women. Yes, that I do believe. But we have to just understand this factor. Bill Cosby's net worth is $400 million. You cannot tell me that this is not about money. You can't tell me that this is not about money because that is what it's about. If Bill Cosby were broke with no money, do you think that there would be a bunch of women coming forward claiming that they were sexually assaulted and raped? Absolutely not. Because the Me Too movement, it's a joke. The Me Too movement only works with high profile celebrities. It doesn't work for people that are broke and poor. It's for people who have money. And that is what a lot of people are willing to do and say anything for money. And what they're also not telling you is that when they come up with these stories, you know, their stories change each time these women give an interview. And each time they're giving these interviews, they're getting, they're collecting media checks. They put them on TV and they tell their little story or whatever, and they get paid. But they're not telling you that. So anyway, before anybody you know, sits here and says that I'm, I'm victim blaming or a rape apologist or shaming or, or, or any of that, have you done your homework? Have you done your homework? Did you read the uh, more than a thousand pages of, of this deposition or did you or did they just just take one excerpt and one answer and put it in the news media to make you believe that he's guilty? Is that what you're going by? And I'm not just talking about Bill Cosby because I have I've stood by him uh, throughout this, but other other high profile celebrities as well, like Cuba, Cuba Gooden Jr., you know. So some of these women, you know, like I said, they, they willingly have sex with Hollywood celebrities and think of a way that they can make money by claiming that they were raped or sexually assaulted. And so what I need you all to understand is that rape allegations, allegations 
are damaging and detrimental to a person's career, even if they are proven to be false. The damage is done. And there needs to be accountability for women who, who come forward with a lie, with the fabrication, and repeat it over and over again, absent challenge, absent corroboration, absent proof. And so what we are requiring now is for these women to prove what they're being said, prove what they're saying in a court of law. And I can assert to you today that it cannot be done. And because it cannot be done, they go to social media. And like I said earlier, supposedly 60 women, right? Where are the 60 police reports? Oh, I'm sorry. There's only one from Andrea Constan who reported it to the police one year later, a year later. And she didn't even call the police. She called the she called attorneys and went to law libraries studying on what to do. 60 women, right? 60 women with no toxicology report. Now, one person is claiming that they have a toxicology report, but some of the accusers are saying they've been drugged. How did you? Hello? No toxicology report. So you have to be able to prove that. You can't say that I was raped with no evidence. You can't say that I was drugged with no evidence because there's always some way to get some kind of evidence to prove what you're being, to prove what's being said. And we cannot just sit over here and just take, oh, well, because she says it happened, it happened. That's not the way the law works. We'll be right back. Have we lost faith in the justice system? I'm the kind of person, I'm, my mind is, is not like most people whose minds are set on, I believe her, automatically believe her. Because until you know it's true, it's just an allegation. And then just because someone's saying or accusing someone of something, an accusation does not equate to guilt. Okay, you are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. That is how it's supposed to be. So why are we so quick to surmise before we have the facts? Why can't we just wait for the justice system protocol to do its job? So from here on out. The next time you see a person accusing someone of rape or sexually, a sexual assault, make sure that they have their day in court. So once again, in closing, I'm just saying, like I said, guys, if these people, you know, uh, Bill Cosby was not convicted on 60 counts of rape and sexual assault. Okay. That is the, that is the thing. Okay.
He was convicted on sex, three counts of sexual assault by Andrea Constant. So once again, like I said, you know, if you feel that you have been violated, you need to come forward. And do not wait until it is until the statute of limitations expired because you're not going to get justice if you do that. Bruises can disappear. Evidence gets washed away. Uh, All of that. You need to act quickly. I understand how embarrassing this can be. I understand how difficult this can be. But you have an obligation to come forward if you feel that you have been violated. Don't expect to have somebody's head on a platter if you chose to wait till the statute of limitations expired until it was too late to do anything about it in the justice system. And just a little FYI, rape in Hollywood and rape with a normal, regular Joe Blow is really not the same thing. Yeah, the crime is the same, but when you're a high-profile celebrity, things are a little bit different. Because when you're a high-profile celebrity, people are coming for the money. The Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? Then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.